Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, clothed in majesty, whose beloved Son was this day presented in the temple, grant that we may be presented to you with pure and clean hearts by your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for the presentation of our Lord is from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 32. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, Now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, and you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. It's 40 days after Christmas, 40 days for the gifts to be forgotten, 40 days for bills really to sink in, and less than 40 days for the New Year's get-in-shape endeavors to either be successful or given up. Today's gospel brings us back in time a bit. In fact, it's got a Christmas flavor as Jesus here is a baby being carried in arms. At Christmas, we expect big things. Not so today. On the secular calendar, it's just Groundhog Day for those who care about the weather or Super Bale Sunday for those who later today will pay homage to the pigskin. Yet today... A big thing happens. Forty days after Christmas, everything changes when Jesus comes to the temple for us. It's 40 days after Christmas. In keeping with the Torah, Mary and Joseph have brought the 40-day-old Jesus to the temple to present him to the Lord. Big things happen on this day. A man waiting, even into old age, for a promise by the Holy Spirit to be fulfilled. Simeon, his life will be changed forever. An 84-year-old widow 
who spent her life in the temple worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day, Anna, her life will be changed forever. And Mary and Joseph, their lives will surely be changed forever. So for you and me, and for every Christian man, woman, and child, everything will change. First, there are the parents, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, they don't look like much when they walk into the temple that day. We forget that. The pictures of the Holy Family are always photoshopped to make them look somehow magical, mysterious, larger than life. But they were just poor, peasant people. We know that because of the offering they gave this day. Leviticus called for a lamb to be sacrificed at the presentation of a firstborn, along with a pigeon or dove. But if you cannot afford a lamb, then it's a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. That's the situation with Mary and Joseph. They are poor folk. Likely, you wouldn't have even noticed them if you had been at the temple to worship that day. But Mary and Joseph were like any other parents, in a way. You know, when you ask parents what they wish for their child, the answer is always something like happiness, health, a long life. Maybe. Maybe that their child would grow up in the faith. Maybe that their child would be, quote, a good person. Very often, parents also express their fears about their kids. They hope that they'll be safe from harm, won't get into drugs and alcohol or inappropriately intimate relationships. They hope that their children won't be corrupted by the deluge of media and the cult of celebrity. They pray that their child will never have to be sent off to war. What parents are really saying in all this is that they hope that their children will not break their hearts. I mean, they do want what's best for their kids, but it's also about their own feelings, hopes, dreams. They don't want to have their own parental hearts broken. What do these parents, Mary and Joseph, hear about Jesus? Well, they hear Simeon's prophetic word. Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. Though Mary and Joseph may appear to be nobodies, the son they carry to the temple will turn the world upside down, and so he won't have our version of happiness, and so he will lose his health for the world's sake, and so his earthly life won't be a long one. Those in the faith will consider him to be outside of it. He won't be safe from harm. He will hang out with alcohol abusers, prostitutes, and tax collectors, and he will be sent off to a war against nothing less than sin, death, the devil, and hell. He will bring about the fall and rising of man in in many in Israel. Jesus will bring about the fall and rising uh, of the whole world. He is the stumbling stone, Scripture says. Those who are offended by him, those who reject his love, those who want to fashion him into a malleable Jesus to use at their own will and pleasure, those who want the world to stay in its old, broken, hurtful way, will fall before him. But the lowly, the meek, the sufferers, the sinful, the repentant, the ones ready to take Jesus as he is, the hopeless, the lost, the lonely, the world-weary, they will be raised up by him. Simeon was one of them. He was a man on a mission, always looking, always searching, always living on the promised hope that he would not die until somehow, sometime, some way, he would see the face of the Lord. 
he would not have peace until he saw the Lord's Christ with his own eyes. That peace gave a song still sung to this day in the liturgy. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Someday we will sing that song perfectly and forever because of the child presented in the temple this day. Anna was one of the world-weary ones. In her 84 years, she had seen it all, including the death of her husband and maybe one or more of her children. She lived in a time when her country was occupied by Roman soldiers. Political corruption was rampant, led by rulers who came and went after bleeding their people. There was unfair taxation, and even the temple where she took refuge knew greedy priests and faithless teachers. Yet amid this, or on the edges, was Anna, faithful, loyal, fasting and praying and waiting until this day, until this child came to the temple. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Like those crazy shepherds we heard at Bethlehem 40 days ago, Anna could not stop speaking of God's great mercy in the child who changed the world. This child is the one who changes the world, and this is how he does that. He fulfills the law on our behalf. Every last detail of all that God commanded and demanded is completed in him. For this reason, he is brought to the temple. Mary came to the temple for her purification according to the law of Moses. Yes, God had declared that women after giving birth had to offer a sacrifice. In the case of a poor family, two turtle doves or two young pigeons. But this sacrifice wasn't required to pay for some sin in the mother or because childbirth itself created some kind of guilt. Instead, it reminded that the sin of Adam and Eve was always being passed down to the next generation. There was no escaping it, any more than someone could make his own way into the world without being born. And sin always requires a sacrifice. See, though, there there was one exception, one who entered the world by birth without inheriting sin. This very child was without sin because no human father passed it down to him, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. And that was God's perfect plan so that Christ could fulfill the law for those who did enter the world thoroughly corrupted by sin. You and me. Mary's purification was a picture of the purifying we needed. Without it, we would be lost forever. Jesus is presented in the temple as our substitute so that we would be purified. In those moments when we feel like Anna, world-weary, As if everything around us is out of control, we can cling in faith as he did to the promise that God is still not only running and ruling the universe, but is very present right here where we are in our little place of the world. When he may be our only comfort, he is then closest to comfort. Like Simeon, our eyes are also open to see him in the worst of times even. In Jesus' weakness, here as a 40-day-old baby, we see our salvation The light of the world does not come as a lightning bolt, but as the tender light of Mary's little son. Now it's true, he didn't stay little, but here already as we see Jesus, the little one, we see what he has come to do. Not only will he keep all the law perfectly in your place, 
but he will also provide the payment, the atonement, the redemption price that covers all your sin so that you can come into his place. Mary and Joseph could not have the sacrifice, but there is more to it here than their poverty. The lamb is really the baby in their arms, as John the Baptist pointed him out to us a couple of weeks ago. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The sacrifice, the final sacrifice, will not be made until this Lord returns to the temple again, only to be cast out, pierced and nailed to the tree outside the temple for us, for our forgiveness. He will fall into the pains of death, into the sorrow of burial for us. But he will rise for us so that as we pray, even today in the collect, we may be presented to God with pure and clean hearts. That is who we are because of this day. Forty days after Christmas and our salvation is growing and showing. We are now Simeon, ready to depart in peace. We are now Anna, speaking to one another about what God has done. We are Mary, a sword piercing our hearts until the day that our eyes are opened for good to see the Lord's salvation, to look on the light of the world, to rejoice in the Lamb of God, to dwell forever in his peace. Amen. Now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, may we rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, light of the nations and glory of Israel, make your home among us and present us pure and holy to our Heavenly Father in unity with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.